Hi everyone, this is Ryan Wisner with Green Industry Pros, and this is Grassroots, a podcast intended to, to provide landscape contractors and equipment dealers with information on their latest products, trends, and business strategies that will help them grow their companies. Today we're going to be focusing on the GIE 2019 Expo, which is which is the uh, green industry's largest annual gathering. And I'm going to be talking today with Chris Kaiser, the president and CEO of the Outdoor Power Equipment Institute. So how are you doing today, Chris? I'm well, Ryan. Good to be with you. Thanks for coming on for, with us today. And so what I wanted to talk to you about today is the, the GIE Expo. I've only been with Green Industry Pros since uh, April of this year, and so this will be my first GIE. So why don't you tell me what, what is the show all about? Well, bring comfortable shoes. It's a big show. It's a family event, if you will. It's a, it's not a young show. It's 35 years old, uh, and it continues to grow. Each year, the past seven or eight years, it's gotten bigger than its previous year. So it remains a strong show. It's a growing show. Uh, and since our partnership, our merger with NALP and PGMS, and the first merge show was 2007, we've seen a very significant spike in registrations and exhibitors, et cetera. Um, it's the place, if you're in this business, if you're a landscape contractor, hard contractor. If you're in the business, it's the place you simply have to be. Um, thousand exhibitors, all kinds of training, all kinds of certification, uh, lots and lots of opportunities to network. And frankly, it's the place to see new stuff, whether it's software or GPS or robots or mowers, you name it. What's critically important about Expo, and it's one of the reasons we're always in Louisville, Kentucky, we've got 20 acres at the back door, and what our manufacturers let you do is see the stuff inside in a climate-controlled environment, and then frankly go outside and, and work it. So I'll hand you a chainsaw, you get on the zero turn, a trencher, chipper, shredder, grinder, and you can actually drive the machine, work the machine, and it's, used, it's one of the unique things about Expo and its location. So it's the place you have to be. Um, of a trade show of this size for an industry like ours. And so you said that's one of the reasons why you're in Louisville. Has it always has it been there for the entire 35 years, or did it move around at first and then kind of landed there? It's never moved. Um, Louisville is very is strategically located. Um, geographically, we have a very significant drive-in audience, um, and so it's pretty easy to get to. And it's a it's a reasonable city to do business, so it's fairly easy to fly in. The airport is literally across the street from the Kentucky Exposition Center. It's just a couple miles from downtown, so it's a good city, um, and and frankly, there are very few venues large enough. There's about a dozen in the country that are large enough to hold us. We're a very large show. We're the 10th largest show in the country um, by footprint. So, A, we're a big show. Uh, so you need a big building. And Louisville is unique in that it does offer these 20 acres at the back door. Literally, you walk out the door and there you are. Um, that allows us to rip that up and cut and dig, and so it's it's what we're known for. And so Louisville's been our home for 35 years, and when we merged the shows in six, uh, it's where we stayed. Okay. And when you say merge the shows, is that in relation to the Hardscape uh, portion? Nope. Hardscape is a co-located show. What we did in 2006, uh, there had always been an equipment show, uh, and it had been in Louisville. What we did in 2006 was merge it with the Green Industry Exposition. That was the landscapers show, um, and we partnered with both NALP and PGMS, uh, the professional ground scares folks, and had the first ever merge show in 2007. Uh, and it's been a 
tremendous success for all the parties. OPI is the principal owner, and we're the managing partner of the show. Okay. And and what is uh, OPI? It's uh, can can you talk about the institute just briefly as far as what that what your association is involved with? Sure, we're um, we're the trade association representing uh, our members in a host of areas, and so we're an SDO, and that's a standards development organization. We got started back um, seventy years ago developing the first ever safety standard for mowers. So we've got got about eighteen standards. We're getting ready to debut the first ever U.S. robotic mower standard um, just in a month or so. Um, so we develop voluntary manufacturer safety standards. We're an ANSI shop, American National Standards Institute. So we develop safety standards. But we're also the industry's voice in Washington, so we interface with EPA and the Consumer Product Safety Commission, the Congress, the administration. We're very engaged now with the trade and tariff matters with the White House and the U.S. Office of Trade Rep. Um, we also collect statistics. And so as a, we have very... We have a very strong majority of manufacturers in the space, and so we have very detailed, very granular statistics programming on shipment reports. And so these are critically important for manufacturers. Uh, we so we know darn near down to the unit what's been produced, what's been shipped across a wide range of categories. And so we, with that, we do forecasting. We have an economist that we use. Um, and so we have a lot of shipment and aggregate data that is shared with members that's proprietary. So we do that. Um, and we have a communication shop. We're the sort of the uh, the arm, the communications arm of the industry, and so we're the outward looking. We talk about landscapes, their importance. Uh, we have a foundation, which is just changing names here in a week or so. It's going to become the Turf Mutt Foundation, which is an education program we have in schools, having reached 70 million kids. So we've got an education piece, and then, of course, we own Expo. Sure, sure. Well, and, and Turf Mutt, that's, uh, that, that platform, that's something that, uh, that you got, got started? And that is a piece that show, that's something that does uh, is involved at GIE. It is, and one of the things we that's now evolved from Turf Mutt. Turf Mutt started as a an education program in schools and a handful of schools in Sacramento and D.C. ten years ago. Turf Mutt will be ten next month um, to teach about the importance of living landscapes. There was an effort a decade ago that landscapes weren't important. They were aesthetic, and frankly, they were an environmental harm. And some of those voices were getting pronounced. And so what we did was create a program to educate kids, teachers, and families about the importance of the living landscape and that it was integral to our not only our lifestyle, but frankly, the health of our outdoor environment, urban habitat. And Turf Mutt took off. We started with Weekly Reader and a handful of schools. It's now reached 70 million kids. Uh, it's a part of the United States Green Building Council, sponsored to be on two different television programs, uh, video work at the Hub, the Kids Network, Learning Lab, Global Learning Lab partner at the United States Green Building Council, and half a dozen federal agencies. It has really become an education platform, uh, extraordinarily successful. It's predicated on a real pooch, my dog. And so I was watching my dog in my yard, and I said, well, who knows your yard best? The dog. And to make it sticky for kids. And so there's a cartoon character called Turf Mutt, and sure. like Spider-Man, Peter Parker, Clark Kent was Superman. There's a real dog, a real character behind the superhero cartoon, and it made it very sticky for kids, and it worked. Um, and so that's evolved. 
And because there's a real-life dog who has a rescue story, it's been very successful for us on the animal rescue side, platform side, to carry our messaging. And we created last year at Expo something called Mutt Madness. Now, I'm a University of Louisville grad, and Freedom Hall, which is part of the Kentucky Exposition Center complex, is where they used to host March Madness, you know, collegiate basketball. Sure. And so sure. what we did was partner with the Kentucky Humane Society, and we've been there 35 years. We're outdoors people. We're outsiders. We we love our animals and our dogs, and we created something called Mutt Madness, and it's an adoption event, a national adoption event. Extraordinarily successful last year, and frankly, it grew out of a need to get people into Freedom Hall. When the management of the show came to us and said, all right, we've sold out the south wing, we've sold out the north wing, the east wing, we got no place to go, and so we displaced a bunch of food vendors, and we had food trucks coming into Freedom Hall. How do we get people to move from the the wings, the exhibition halls, over into Freedom Hall? And I said, we're going to add dogs, and uh, and the people will follow, and they did. So we literally, for thir- for Thursday lunch, brought in the Humane Society. We brought in a bunch of dogs, got a bunch of them adopted, um, got a big contribution to the Humane Society. Of course, we're doing it again. And so Mutt Madness is a part of the program now at Expo. Oh, that's great. Okay, so and that just started last year, then, as far as that part of it. I mean, that's Turf Mutt's been going for ten years, but this this uh, Mutt Madness thing just started last year. Started last year, um, and I think it took the Kentucky Humane Society by surprise how successful it was. I mean, we had literally thousands of people in there, and we're going to try to structure it better so the poor dogs, the poor pooches, aren't overwhelmed. We got a dozen dogs adopted um, because it is a drive-in show. And we even had a, some folks that took a pair of um, Belgian Malinois puppies, and he rented a van to drive them home to Canada. Um, oh wow! And so it, it it really was a success, and it's a great uh, div, you know it's a great divergence at the show. Um, and so no, we're doing it again. We expect uh, it to be as successful as last year, and it's become a national adoption event. So it's Lucky's Mutt Madness, and it's named after my pooch. That's awesome. That's that's fantastic. So other than that, because obviously that's something you're you're clearly uh, passionate about as far as that being at the show. What are some of the other things uh, that you you uh, look forward to at the uh, 2019 show? You know, it really, and I'm, I, I look forward to seeing you there. Um, for for the first timers, it's overwhelming. It's a physically a big show, thousand exhibitors, lots of stuff. But most importantly, it's it's new equipment. And not just equipment, it's new technology, software. I think we have 30, 40 software um, exhibitors. So the latest products, so whether it's robotics or remote control or GPS mapping or software, zero turns, battery electrics, you name it, it's there. And so we already know, I know of a number of manufacturers that are going to debut new product. It's such a fantastic venue to debut new product. Uh, a lot of manufacturers do. And so if you want to get the latest, see the latest, drive the latest, handle the latest, it's the, it's the place you got to go. There's a lot of training. There's a lot of education sessions. And so NALP does some sessions at the show for landscapers, some training for landscapers. We do dealer training. Uh, there's all kinds of sessions for dealers. Uh, Bob Clements is there and his daughter, Sarah. So go ahead. To back you up one second, uh, just uh, for clarification for the listeners, uh, I I knew what you were referring to, but NALP. Sure. The uh, uh, National Association of Landscape Professionals. 
Perfect. Okay. So they do both training at Expo. Now, remember, physically, Expo is out at the Kentucky Exposition Center. NALP also has something called Landscapes, which is another education program, and there's some certification training in there um, that they host downtown, and Expo provides shuttles to and from their downtown property to Expo. So the attendees that go to the education sessions for NALP can also go out to Expo. So we have snow and ice and irrigation. Um, a lot of this now is predicated on workforce challenges. Our industry, like most in the country, are facing very real workforce challenges, getting labor um, and personnel. And so one of the ways landscape companies are addressing that is trying to get year-round folks. And so doing work on a year-round basis, and sometimes that's snow and ice or tree, um, hardscape. Uh, and so that's a pretty well-rounded now. Now, you asked about hardscape. The hardscape show, Hardscape North America, H&A, is a co-locating show. That's an independent show, but it has very significant synergies with our industry, and they take up the north wing, and they co-locate with us. And so they have a – if you're an expo uh, registrant, you can go to all of their stuff and vice versa. So it really is two shows in one, two shows for the price of one. Sure. Okay. Okay, and is and has that been co-located for some time then, or is that more recent? What are we coming up on now? Probably four or five years. It's fairly new, but again, it's been extraordinarily successful. Um, sure. It was a trial run in the beginning, and they stayed with us. Now, one of the things we're doing this year, which is new on the workforce side, um, are women in trees. One of the things landscapers are doing more, more and more tree work, and we're seeing more and more women brought into the workforce in our industry, where historically it's been low. We're seeing much more of that, and we're devoting a lot of time and training and information to that. So we have something, the Women Tree Climbing Workshop, partnered with Davy Tree Company. We're going to cut down a big tree the weekend before Expo out in Cave Hill Cemetery. They've already ID'd it and named it Maple. Uh, she's about a 50-footer. Um, they're going to take that tree down, and they're going to transport it into Freedom Hall, and they're going to erect that tree in Freedom Hall, and they'll do in-tree training. So we've got a lot of education sessions, training sessions with the Women in Tree Training duo, Baron Melissa Lavanger. Um And so that's new for Expo, and we're excited about that. That should be pretty interesting, having a tree right in the middle of the hall. So <laughs> Pretty cool, right? And that's right where madness is, so i got to be careful about those dogs in that tree. Right, right. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Put the fence around the head. That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Okay, fair enough. So you were talking about obviously, uh, obviously at the show, uh, you get all the uh, the new things coming up and and uh, you know the new equipment and that sort of thing. Um, you've mentioned a couple times about the uh, the robotics and and some of those things. Is that uh, uh, that's still? Uh, I, I noticed just looking into last year's and, and looking at uh, the Equip magazine that that seems to still be a, a, a growing trend as far as in the battery power and the robotics areas. Absolutely. Uh, we're seeing significant trends uh, in both. We believe robotics will be a very significant part of the landscape environment to come. If you got equipped, that's the brand new magazine of, of Expo. Uh, one of the feature stories is on that. And just look at the number of exhibitors now in that space. Again, we're developing the first ever USA robotic mower standard. Again, it debuts. And I remember when that began about five years ago, there were a couple folks in that space. And now there's a dozen companies participating, which just goes to show that there's 
it's going to have a significant market impact uh, alongside battery electric. Obviously, with the advent of the lithium-ion and the ability to store power, we're now seeing significant movement in the handheld area into battery electric. Um, and we're starting to see, I know we're going to see at this expo, a number of zero turns um, with lithium power. So it's certainly a growing part of the business. Okay. Are there any other particular areas that you you would say that kind of stand out as a as a growth uh, growth trend area? I'd say those are the two big ones. Um, but as it relates to robotics, there'll be a lot of software kind of things, newer technologies, um, programming for landscapers, uh, global positioning, uh, aerial photography, drone work. All of that stuff is coming, and you'll begin to see that now at Expo. But we really are seeing, and because we see the shipment reports, very significant penetration now and purchasing in the battery electric space right now in the consumer side. But I, what I think you're going to see is ongoing penetration in the commercial side, and it's one of the things you know, I think you'll sure. see at Expo this year, more commercial offerings in the space. Yeah, yeah, because it seems to me with the lithium-ion batteries that the the strength of the those handheld devices is getting to be enough where the on the commercial side it is usable for a long enough period of time and the charge the recharges are faster now where it's it's still going to be of some use. So it's a dynamic market, right? Um, significant changes, and so to stay abreast of those changes. And again, it's an opportunity to network. Again, you'll have, we'll have about 25,000 people there this year. It's a private show. And so those are dealers and landscape contractors and hardscapers. And it really is an opportunity to network. And so, for example, the social media influencer. A few years back, we saw one or two of them sort of in the internet space talking about this stuff. And now there's a Louisville Mega Caverns, I remember when they were, a handful of guys were at a pizza shop on Grinstead, and now there's hundreds and hundreds of folks that go to this Mega Caverns rally. So the social media internet influencer, the online folks have become a significant part of Expo and talking about Expo, educating about Expo. We've set aside, we have a very significant space for them this year in the North Wing. So that continues to grow and evolve, and it's just as illustrative of like our concert series. So three nights in a row, we have a concert series. And it's not just the concerts, but it's a downtown venue. Lots and lots of exhibitors have events in those restaurants and bars around there. It's just an opportunity to interact between the dealer, the manufacturer, the, the buyer, landscaper, user in a social environment where a lot of information is shared, uh, contacts are made, and frankly, a lot of business gets done. Um, and so it's just Louisville's become a win-win for us. That's that's fantastic. That's I I've actually uh, as I stated I've never been to the show and I've as yet have never been to Louisville. So I'm I'm uh, looking forward to both at this point. So. Where and watch the weather, right? Because again, we're we're outsiders, and so a lot of the show is indoors, um, but a lot of it's outdoors. So be sure you have shoes and jacket. And again, the concert series is outdoors. It's the Fourth Street Live venue, which is a fantastic outdoor venue, semi-covered. Um, but there's lots of bars and restaurants that sort of overlook the the stage. Um, sure. And so we have a number of very uh, bona fide acts that come in and perform for us over three days. Well, that's great. That's 
Fantastic. So you've talked a lot about what's uh, you know what's going to be at the show and the significance of it, but um, who should be who should be coming in? I mean, is it the is it the contractors themselves, their crews, both? Uh, and and uh, you did mention that there are uh, educational sessions and things for the dealers as well. I mean, so is it a wide range? Uh, Absolutely. Key. I mean, and bring your crew. This year is actually one of the themes for this year's show is bring your crew, bring your team. Um, Landscape crews, you know, operate as a team. It's a team-building environment. One of our speakers is just talking about teams. Uh, and to understand that, a lot of the education program is about building your team, integrating uh, team aspect in, in, the, in the workforce. Um, so it really what we found is year over year, a lot of people routinely come year over year, but they do circulate. They circulate their teams and personnel. There's a great piece in Equip about a landscaper from Guam, true story. He flies 7,000 miles every year to Expo, and he brings, he rotates his crew there so that they get to look at all the machines, test them out, drive them to make recommendations about product for the future. Um, he's both a landscaper sure. and a dealer operator, and it's just a, one of those stories that literally his folks fly 7,000 miles to come to Louisville because it's a unique venue and opportunity. Sure. Wow. Okay. So really, everybody should come, and, and I mean, it doesn't have to just be the guy that has the, the buying power, so to speak. I mean, it, bring your crews to show them, hey, is this equipment that you feel is the best to be utilized out in the field? True story. I've been going to Expo for a dozen years, and I remember meeting a couple of them are the social influencer types where they've just started, right? It's a guy in a mower and a pickup truck or a blower and a mower. It's the mow and blow crowd. And I literally have met folks, and they now they have multimillion-dollar operations, and they still come year over year. So you're right. It's not just the – Big landscapers, which are there in force, the significant landscapers are there in force, but it's the starting out. What do I need to know? What are my opportunities? How do I build my business? What are the connections to have? How do I engage with my dealer network, et cetera, et cetera? And so it's a it's a learning opportunity that's not recreated anywhere else. You can't learn this in a classroom or in a book. You got to go to Expo, and so it's it's really worked. And I've gotten to know some landscapers pretty well that started out small, come into Expo, and now have very significant operations. Oh, that's great. That's good to know. Okay. Well, um, I think that about covers uh, a, a great intro to uh, GIE Expo. Is there anything else you'd like to say about the show before we sign off here? Well, it's a family event. <laughs> I say it all the time. It's like a reunion. It's You see your friends. You see your business partners. You meet new people. Um, you see the new stuff. You see the old stuff. You under, It really is a place, and it's a welcoming environment. You look at the industry, where it's located, where the stuff is manufactured, and it really is an inclusive, integrated family, and it feels like it. It's a pretty social outfit. It's um, you see it in the concerts, you see it at the events, and the, you know we have a couple reception things at Expo. It's a friendly place to come. Louisville's a very easy town to nego- you know, navigate, negotiate. Um, so getting around. Oh, and I got to mention free parking. 
it used to be that the hiccups getting in were the first day when you had to pay to get in. Free parking, pass through the gates, none of that drama anymore. We bought out all the parking. We invested in the show. And so nobody has to stop at the gate and pay for parking. It's just an easy, breezy get in. So it's a family reunion. you got to come. Okay. Well, thank you very much, Chris. I really appreciate you taking your time today uh, to talk about the expo. And I look forward to uh, seeing you and everybody else out there. Uh, come, And this is coming up in on uh, October 16th. Through yep. the 18th, I believe, in our three days. Try to stay all three, but yeah, I'll see you soon. Absolutely. Sounds good. All right. Thanks, Ron. Well, thanks again, and uh, I'll talk to you uh, soon.